0: Yeah. I'm Q. <laughs> and I'm Jewish, too. Is this Bird Road?
1: <laughs> this is Bird Road, this, this I think. Seems... Although I, I was supposed to be on your other podcast, but I guess that's not that, Maybe it.
0: we can use no, this as no. a vehicle to promote our other podcasts. Do you think there are still like, subscribers to Bird Road out there? I guess we'll find out. We'll just put this out on the feed and see what happens.
1: I, I don't even know if the
0: feed works.
1: We're, we're now on podcasting 2.0. Yeah.
0: Like I don't even and, think they uh, podcast the same way. I think now there's like um, there's Bitcoin involved. Like you got to use Bitcoin.
1: Do you have any Bitcoin?
0: I don't own any Bitcoins. Do you still own
1: any? I I, I never did, but I do have uh, nowadays, like when you go to like a Friday night. Is that a type of coin nowadays? Yeah. When, when you go to a Friday night a movie, coin. if you buy the ticket on Fandango, they give you like a an NFT of like the poster. And uh, mm. so I guess that's in an account somewhere, but I would not ever... know how to access it
0: that's what i was gonna ask if yeah. you've ever accessed or looked at even looked at them no idea, no idea. but if they're giving that to everybody uh, like isn't it supposed
1: to completely undo the the whole point doesn't it? it undo
0: <laughs> the significance yeah. of the business model that they're pushing
1: i, I could sell my creed 3 poster
0: for uh, your fungible your fungible creed token for 12 cents here Here's, my, here's something. Here's my creature. It's thing. Oscars Monday, Dave.
1: Yeah, it is. Is that that we is, did it? Is that what's happening here? Everybody, really?
0: look. The, the reason that we're doing this is because we were going to talk with Dave um, on my new podcast, which you should all be listening to. That is not really even that new anymore, but we just sort of abandoned this feed. Now I'm trying to talk as if like I'm speaking from the perspective of mm. you know, people hearing this on the so abandoned far, bird so road far feed, so good tuning in and saying what? <laughs> huh? bird road so my podcast now is called why are we like this it's the um what's the, what's, what's the tagline dave? the truth crime podcast that uh treats florida like the active crime scene that it is mm-hmm. and um dave also has a podcast a couple podcasts still going on so sure like do. if you know if we just we left you we abandoned you here we kind of i don't know if we feel bad about it mm. Yeah, I, I don't think about it literally insane, no.
1: ever, but uh, <laughs> I think about I you like every day, but uh, the podcast, you know, it's, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess Bird Road was a huge failure that nobody liked, except for you, listener, person who's <laughs> listening to this. I know, I know there's
1: actually, uh, there, there are people that have told me like, when, when are you bringing Bird Road back? So uh, yeah, some, sure. somebody's out there.
0: I'm sure there's people that have done yeah,
1: that. There are. I swear to God. There's like two people.
0: <laughs> Saying swear to God when you're an atheist, yeah, a godless heathen, yeah. means no- less than nothing I to
1: swear me. to the everything bagel. <laughs>
0: okay. Could transition. As we talk about uh, last night's Oscar um, results, Dave, who ended up winning? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't watch. Did you Did oh, you yeah. watch beginning to end? Oh, 100%. Although I was
1: uh, cooking at one point. But other than that, yes, I was watching the whole time.
0: That's what I always say when people are like, "Tell Drew Dave to shut up." I'm like, "Nah, let him cook. Let him let cook. Let him cook." Um, so, were you surprised? Because my understanding is that what Everything Everywhere All at Once did last night was pr- not unprecedented, but like pretty rare, yeah, like to, to win that many awards. And I guess there's like specific, um, there's like specific language that that losers like you use where it's like the specific five main awards, like the, the I don't know, like I think of baseball, like triple crown, right? Like if it's like you're hitting those five main awards, they didn't do that, but they hit, they got five awards, but just not the main ones. I don't know. No, they, they got, that?
1: they got five out of six. I mean, mm-hmm. they, also the, the first movie since 1976 network, uh, to get three acting nomin uh, acting wins in, in the same year, which is, kind of insane but more so than everything everywhere all at once the big winner is of course a24 because uh the the whale Brendan Fraser is also uh, an a24 film so technically it won they a24 as a whole one picture everything. director all four acting awards uh original screenplay um
0: a whole shitload of other stuff too uh what do you think wow. about this this idea when people talk about films? and like where films are at right like first we've talked about before me and you conversations about like disappearing genres mm-hmm. and but what do you feel about the idea that the, there is a new genre that people say or use or invoke and they say a 24 film they're like oh it's it and that doesn't mean it's a film made by a 24 it means it's a certain like what does it mean when somebody's like oh this is like an a24 film
1: yeah well I mean that backlash is coming like hard and fast especially because of the fans of a 24 films I'm doing air quotes over here uh for people listening uh yeah it's you know it's a certain kind of art film but it does it obviously doesn't exist i mean there's neon which does the exact same thing there's searchlight which does the exact same thing uh you know any of these kind of uh more art-minded studio brands do the same thing that a24 does but they've yeah they've been able to connect with people on uh, a different level that Really gets it, gets people into thinking that they're, I guess, a little bit uh, smarter and more evolved, I guess, for liking these particular films that they put out. And they turn into like, oh, I only like A24 films. And it's like, it's a very strange thing. And uh, there's actually a a group on Facebook, the A24 Film Group, which is actually uh, founded by someone here in Las Vegas who's in my popcorn and puzzle pieces group. But uh, it's a huge group. I mean, like hundreds of thousands of users. And every every day it's like uh i watch top gun maverick and it kind of has a24 vibes Like, it's like, <laughs> like that. I, I watched Boots. it has a24 vibes like every single fucking movie um the
0: like that's that's ridiculous though <laughs> because like when i think of what people talk about when they say the a24 film what i think of is like i, I gave a little thought to this last night and i was like it seems like what it is is what, what we're used to, if you're like older and you remember a time before before A twenty four, like a good indie movie that like snared a big name, mm-hmm. like an indie movie that randomly has like James Franco in it or something like that, yeah, or like that that has like um that 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 has like Jennifer Aniston in it, like an A twenty four movie, the, the good the Good Girl that's an A twenty four movie ten years before A twenty four came out, right, it's, right, it's an A twenty four movie, and like. That's crazy. How could you say Top Gun? <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll find a way to
1: connect it. But but no, it, it really, it turns into anything that, like, they just connected to in a way more so than a Marvel movie or whatever the blockbuster. Of course, Top Gun's a bad example because it's, like, completely wrong. But, uh, you know, a- anything that's, like, really shouldn't be connected with that, they'll, they'll bring it up. But, um, yeah, their, their brand, though, as a distributor it's not what it was a few years ago, because like the things that you're describing, you know, the, these like smaller, like mid budget films that maybe have like one star, like that's not all they do anymore. And now they're also bringing foreign films They're 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 bringing uh, movies from first time directors, a lot of them, uh, a lot of yeah. uh, female directors that don't get chances at any of the other studios. So they are branching out into other things. But again, neon's doing the same thing. Searchlight's doing the same thing. So it's just, it's funny that they have kind of uh, become like the Kleenex of it all, you know, where it's like, that's the name brand. Um, But a few years ago, you know, Moonlight won and that that was a big A24 year as well. And they've always had a big presence these last like five, six years at, at the Oscars. But one thing that like as a fan of a lot of their movies, uh, you know, they they don't have the money to push these. And we all know that there's like a whole political thing involved with Oscars and you have to spend money to win. And a lot of the times it's like, oh, there's no way Toni Collette's not going to get nominated for Hereditary. She wins, you know, Indie Spirit Awards. She's up for, you know, Golden Globe. She's up for every other awards. And then all of a sudden here comes the Oscar nominations, not even nominated um, you know, so like a lot, a lot has to fall into play. And this year it just kind of all worked out because of this movie.
0: Yeah. Uncut gems was a, a famous victim of that, yeah. right? Like I think most people, when they look back at that 2019, I don't know, like a lot of people, maybe not most people, but a lot of people would make the case that that was the best movie of that year. Yeah. It's it, definitely it, the most inventive and interesting.
1: I still think that that, like I was thinking about doing a special episode of piecing it together, actually, where we like talk about. Movies that we predict will still be being talked about in 20, 30 years. And to me, that's like number one on the list. Like, I'm not saying it's the best movie, but it's a movie that I think we're all going to still be discussing constantly. And uh, yeah, Adam Sandler deserved at least a nomination for that.
0: What about the idea that I presented to you a while back that I had heard somewhere else um, that... And, you know, I want to get to everything, everywhere, all at once because it deserves to be talked about. I think I know. I, I kind of want to talk about it in the frame of like somebody who, for some reason, I feel like I'm, I've been shamed to be like <laughs> the P person who actually really liked that movie. Yeah. And every single movie person out there is like, mm, it's 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 fine, it's good, you know, it's maybe not so traditional, it's, it's fine. And it's like, what, like. Isn't isn't everything all everywhere all at once exactly that fucking movie that everybody's always complaining about that like a 20 million dollar budget made like 120 million bucks and like was a hit critically acclaimed inventive different an offbeat comedy they don't make those they don't make these movies anymore like what are people like fucking why like i don't get it it, it has to be anti asian hate it just has to be. I, you you know, all have to be racist. There's I, no other explanation. I really This don't. movie is really fucking good and fun to watch. And I'm made to feel like some sort of like Marvel apologist <laughs> by saying that I like this movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Can I read just you? won every single fucking award. Can I read this meme to you
1: real quick? Because I, I think it, it kind yes. of speaks read to that. Read a meme to I, me. That's I,
0: exactly I, what this show is for. I, I need it honestly, to. I, like, it, it fits, yes. I,
1: I need to. It's ranking of the cast and crew of Everything Everywhere All at Once by how annoying they are. Okay? So, <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> number one, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, number two, all of the Everything Everywhere All at Once fans. Then there's a small <laughs> gap. Then Who number are
0: th- the fans. I don't understand. I feel alone. I don't feel like you there are, are fans. you
1: are clearly the fans. Uh you know. <laughs> number three is the white Daniel. Then there's Stephanie Shu, Michelle Yo, the th- yeah. then uh Kao Kwan, uh, and then the good Daniel is like the most acceptable.
0: Right? Know, Michelle Yo is the most annoying?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. This is you're going backwards here. Uh yeah, number one is oh, okay. the most
0: annoying, J- Jamie Lee Curtis. But she's in like the top five. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that, most annoying. Yeah, so we're going
0: most annoying, the least
1: annoying. But um yeah, uh I don't
0: I love how they put how they how they put Jamie Lee Curtis and um and and the white Daniel and and yeah. like in the agents later, but yeah. Just like like no 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 <laughs> yeah. that's not it. That's totally not it. So I just
1: don't like the two white things. So, to your point, um as you know, uh their previous uh film as a duo, Swiss Army Man, was my favorite movie of 2016. Like I love that movie so much. And Mm. so I I feel like I'm perfectly able to speak to this because as you also know, I liked everything everywhere all at once. I liked it a lot. Like I thought it was great, but I don't think it's as good as Swiss Army Man. And I mean, I'm perfectly fine with it winning all these awards. Like
0: I think Okay, but is it better than Tar? Is it better than Tar? I think it's a core question. It's not. Which I can I can acquiesce. Tar is fucking incredible. Yeah. I liked everywhere, everything everywhere all at once more. It had more heart and it was I thought just a a better movie experience. Yeah. Sitting down and watching that was a better movie. I know that Tar is fucking incredible. It's a great movie, but I felt better after watching everything everywhere all at once.
1: Well, and I think even though Swiss Army man is famously the farting corpse movie, I think this movie tilts the scale a little too goofy. And that's why people don't want to accept it. I think it's that more than any kind of inherent racism or anything like that from people who, you know, film fans. I mean, I think it's just a little too goofy. I think like if they had gone 10 percent back. You know in in that script and and maybe not had somebody yeah. jump and mm-hmm. land on like, on a on a, a butt plug or maybe not like had it be an everything on the doing
0: end. math i get it yeah you want them to be sitting there and excelling at um yeah. i don't know fucking like blackjack because yeah. they're great at math or Perfect. whatever that's the
1: then then, then this movie you know would be uh, on the criterion channel tomorrow for sure
0: as somebody frequently mistaken for asian <laughs> Very often. by me <laughs> by you very often by <laughs> my best friend very often um'm I'm, I'm offended what um what did you think about the fan theory I threw out there to you about tar about what tar actually is and yeah. like re-watching it and um let me recapitulate that a little because obviously people are not privy to our um dms mm. uh like w- the idea being that tar Is actually a movie about the character that we don't see, which is like this sort of frustrated person, who this frustrated uh, musician who commits suicide that we tangentially hear about. Actually, that is the character, um, Tar. That is, uh, what's her name? Madeline Tar? Catherine Tar? Lydia Tar. Lydia Tar, that's it, yeah. That is Lydia Tar. And it makes really great. Sense when you consider how, like, a lot of the the st- art and the 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 stuff that they show, the work product that they show Lydia Tar actually doing, is pretty mediocre. Like, <laughs> like I'm I'm only I'm a writer, you know, and so I'm qualified to judge that. And her, like, her audiobook she's reading is Mm. fucking stupid as shit. It's really dumb. Well, it's it's also perfect that she's
1: a conductor because nobody knows what conductors do. Even, like, me, a musician doesn't have any clue what a conductor does. So it's like, you can't really tell if she's good or not. Like, you just take take their word for it, basically. I've
0: heard it explained as, like, a dumb person's um, uh, sort of hallucination about being smart. Mm. Or, like, an untalented person's um interpretation of what it would be like if they were talented and they were getting everything that they deserve and they were having david Fulkenflick or whoever the fuck it was at the beginning i forget who it was interviewing her but like if they were having like you know if they were getting interviewed on fresh air if they were you know this this intellectual giant or whatever and thinking back about how sort of uncanny that first those first like 20 minutes are where she's getting interviewed it makes sense. Mm-hmm. There has to be something more going on than just exposition. Yeah. It's too weird. And I don't know. I, I love that movie just on its merit, even if none of that shit is actually happening in the background. It was a really fucking good movie. Was yeah, that your favorite need- movie of the year last year or what?
1: No, no, it wasn't. But I but I loved it and I need to rewatch it. And I'm I, I, I want to rewatch it, especially thinking about that theory. I think that's pretty great. Um, we, we should run down the best picture nominees real quick.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I think I might have them pulled up somewhere. And um, um, maybe what we can do is perf and furf. Perf and furf. That's, that's we what we usually train. do on Bird Road is perf and furf. We can train the Fromians. We can train the Fromans. <laughs> train the fromans and yeah. Mm mm-hmm. um, Wait, no, I, I got rid of that Google tab. So um, let me reopen it.
1: It's, it's, it's all happening again.
0: <laughs> what We're doing this like very. Off the cuff. Like Mm. I I, like all the talking points and stuff I was gonna talk to you about were in the context of why we like this. So like we're not gonna um all right. So let's talk about first of all, let's 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 clear the cache a little bit here Mm. between you and I. Let's let's fucking let's hash this shit out a little. Um let's start with Top Gun Maverick, all right. Mm. I know the perfect movie. You're Mr. Movie Guy, yeah. As long as you don't consider like plot or dialogue or talking or anything.
1: Oh, like dialogue out I, I, off the charts! Dialogue plot—it's—it's uh, it's a
0: rehash. Yeah, sure. I honestly don't even think it's as good as the first one, which, if you remember, was not considered a good movie or anything. It's not—it's not, time. It's not
1: <laughs> great. The first one. It is so much better than the first one.
0: Um, it was fun. I think it was just a really good action movie that people like you and in your class of people have blown up to be something more than it is because of some personal feelings and stuff like
1: Possibly. that. Possibly. And, 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 which I you guess know, is all
0: part and parcel with what you bring to the movie theater. So, you know what? I'm not going to impugn that. Yeah. That's all part of the experience. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not like a cancel culture guy, but I've told you this before. I do think that one day we're going to look back and, um, I think it's going to be really hard to explain to people why for like a brief moment there we were really deifying a slave owner cult leader. Like I really – and I know people are like, oh, Q, you're just going to – kill? you just want everybody to be PC and fucking woke. And it's like, okay, but can there be a difference between being like woke PC shit and like literally giving a billion dollars to a guy who owns slaves? Have you seen Edge of
1: Tomorrow? You (laughs) have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? It is amazing. It's fine, it's It's so good, good. it's worth every single bad thing he's done.
0: I don't know I feel like I feel like we, we used remember on Bird where we used to talk about the pendulum mm-hmm. I think we're in that part now where the pendulum has swung back so I, I can people, I
1: can openly love Top Gun Maverick and Tom people Cruise people are just
0: waiting for you to say something negative about Tom Cruise They're like oh I guess you want to cancel him just for leading a cult and enslaving a million people <laughs>
1: in terms of Oscars by the way uh, it, it was really between everything everywhere all at once and the Banshees have finished Sharon for me personally but with like i would be happy if top gun maverick had won if they had just been like hey it got people back to the movies so let's award it but otherwise it doesn't deserve ever been a win. movie
0: has there ever been an oscar movie that was like considered you know within the realm of potentially winning that has been less divisive than banshees of Inisherin, sharon where every single person that sees it is like damn good movie like <laughs> the, the very movie. worst review that you can get of banshees of Inisherin sharon is somebody being like That was really good. Yeah, (laughs) which is funny because people hated uh, his
1: last one, uh, three billboards outside uh, Ebbing, Missouri. Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, Yeah, people like it had such a backlash; like it was crazy. I've heard it
0: described, and I think I agree with this: that he needs that he um, so that if you're a filmmaker who is going to dabble in like the deep, deep recesses or the deepest, the the deep end of the pool in like, um. In culture, like where if you're going to explore and go that deep into culture, like you should probably stick with your own Mm. because you miss. And I think that that was for for me, at least my chief criticism of Ebbing's Missouri is that like he kind of missed what those people are like. Mm. Like That's not really what, you know, it felt a little weird. It felt like they were cute characters and like in an Irish fable. It (laughs) didn't feel like they were. Yeah. like, Like that's a brutal shitty part of the world yeah like there are so many times where the problems handle like the the the, the solution to that problem in ebbing's missouri would be to shoot the francis mcdormand character <laughs> at night in her bed sure because it's a, 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 a just a hellhole of americana yeah. and you know he, he's applying these sort of broadly welsh irish like fucking values <laughs> to sure. a place that doesn't share those values yeah. and um I just think that you got to like kind of stay in your lane a little bit. Like if you well, I really like him and I uh, can't wait to see it was what he does next. But
1: uh, I guess uh, going, going up the list cause I have it up here too. All quiet on the Western front. Um,
0: Didn't you see know. it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had it on my list and I never saw it. What it, did you think of it?
1: Well, I mean, that was the one that could have upset everything ever all at once. And it did really well last night. It got, I think four awards, three or four uh, technical awards, but yeah, um, it's it's fine. It's a war movie. It's a remake of a best picture winner. It's it's nothing special.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it. So I started it and I just like I got like literally 30 seconds in. Yeah. I was like, "Nah. It's
1: really well made, but it's it's just another war movie basically." So
0: um how about a movie that <clears throat> that I really loved the first time I watched it and liked a little bit less the second time I watched it, Triangle of Sadness. Like I still like it, and it. I mean, it, it's a little obviously on the nose, and like it, it was the the I my problem with it was I think everybody else's problem with it the really bad, poorly almost intentionally bad dialogue between um the Russian oligarch and, and Woody Harrelson's captain. That yeah, was like my favorite part really, of
1: the movie. I, it, <laughs> I, I,
0: okay, no, I can I can see it, but like yeah. Sure, maybe unpack that a little bit, but like I'm not wrong in saying that that's what most people hated, right?
1: Probably. Yeah, I mean I think most people hated most of the movie, but really? yeah, no, I I really liked it. I I do think though that it's like the weirdest Oscar like contender like it shouldn't be here it shouldn't be up for best picture uh they could have saved so much face and director by not having reuben Ostlund in there and you know instead uh either sarah polly or uh gina gina prince uh the, the woman who did uh the woman
0: king Um, uh, uh-huh.
1: yeah i mean they could have done that instead of him because he, he just doesn't belong in this category at all
0: woman king shout, shout out across the board right? oh yeah i mean completely. that was that, and that was a pretty, not. I don't want to call it Oscar bait movie, but it was kind of Oscar bait. Right? It, it was an Oscar bait
1: movie for sure. And right. and I didn't particularly love it, but like it certainly would have fit
0: for sure. Will there be, you talk about like the concept earlier in the episode, you talked about the concept of forgettability versus, you know, you know, movies that are more permanent and stand the test of time. Out of this crop of 2023 movies, do you think that Woman King could be the one that gets the reappraisal down the road? Where it was like it—it's sort of the Tinker Tailor or the Master, where it was like right. it wasn't even—it wasn't even nominated for basically anything. Yeah, and all of a sudden we kind of rediscover it. I like, think so. Why I, are we I, so I, racist?
1: Yeah, I know they—they—they they, they tend to be, but. Uh, I think so, because, I mean, the other big one that, like, people thought would be somewhere is uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. And that, I yeah, as cool. much as I love Nope, I don't think that really fits that bill. I think, if anything, The Woman King would be it. I think you're right. What is
0: Nope What is Nope better than on this list? Uh, I mean... Uh, is it better than All Quiet? Is it a better movie? I think so. It, it definitely had me from the moment that it started to the end. All Quiet... I turned it on. I got three minutes in and I shut it off. So, but that's good. Again, it's also, also
1: probably better than avatar. Um, you know, I mean, avatar is such a a work of, of production and like just craft. Like it just doesn't get bigger and better than that, but it's also, it's not the best movie. You 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 ask
0: any like film guy like you, like was avatar good. And like, the last thing you'll get is a yes or no answer. Yeah. You'll get like a caveat, 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 yeah. explanation, yeah. digression, and then maybe something resembling like a pusillanimous judgment. Like, it's pretty good, it's all right. Because like, you don't want to say anything bad about it because your little fucking movie boy shit is like, no, 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 this is this is the way. You're like you're like Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian. This is the way. Like, um, you-
1: <laughs> By the way, they showed a movie. commercial for the new season of that. Does Baby Yoda really go like "yahoo"? Wait, wait. That's, like, that's what happened in the commercial, and I was like,
0: "I'm two episodes <laughs> in, and this year Baby Yoda has um, gone. He's gotten verbal. He's like, he's like babbling. He's. You have to understand that Baby. I'm getting into this.
1: <laughs> you and your shitty understand. content that you love.
0: You are deeply in the minority if you think that that the Mandalorian is shitty. Awful. You know, you know what's better than every single one of these movies? Mm-hmm. The fucking the TV show Andor is literally better than every one of these movies. I guess I'll I, never know. You guess you'll. <laughs> I guess you. Fuck you. How about that? How about eat my ass, motherfucker? It is. It's like the. I'm sorry. The the best shit is happening in TV right now. Nah. It is what it is. But okay. What, what? Who? Who else should we talk about here on this fucking um on this list? We hmm. got Triangle of Sadness. We talked about Elvis. Didn't see it. Elvis is great. No intentions it's it's so it. much fun. And
1: I'm usually I can't know.
0: watch it. Like the, 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 the I told you before, the genre is ruined for me. Yeah. And you can thank um who, who did that movie? Who did who the, did Walk, Walk Hard? The uh, Judd Apatow or was it? Well, Judd
1: produced it. Who the hell directed that? I, don't know. I forget. Uh, but, was it Adam McKay? Uh, <laughs> Anyway, whatever. Uh, we were talking about Adam Kay the other day. Remember? Yeah. About the weird,
0: like, how would it, he'll were be we back next Bird year Road? for another Oscar movie? I'm sure. Were we still doing Bird Road when the um when Don't Look Up came out? No, but you you were my guest. I'm piecing it together for that. So. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what we talked about yeah. So, yeah, that's how weird it is that like because I was rewatching the um uh. uh not the smartest guys in the room. What's his old fucking movie, Dave? The, the other um, guys. The other, not the other guys. The one that came right after that. The first, oh, the first oh, the big short. movie. The big short. Sorry. Okay. It was right on the tip of my, my brain. Uh, so I was watching the big short and I was like, it's so weird how this is all the same stuff as, um as don't look up, which was a bad movie. Yeah. And, uh, and this is a great movie and it's like, that my analogy that I said to you was like, it was like baking. Whereas like, if you, if you put in just like too much flour or not enough sugar, the whole thing is, is wrecked. And it's, and, and that's what Adam McKay movies are like to me at least.
1: Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. Um, but yeah, Elvis, Elvis is a lot of fun. It's, it's wild. And it's definitely my favorite Baz Luhrmann film. Um, the Fablemans, you know, Spielberg had a real chance of getting director over, over the Daniels. And, uh, I don't know. I don't love the Fablemans. I like I I like parts of it a lot, but there's parts of it that I'm not too. Did you see the Fablemans?
0: Never saw the Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, what's 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 the thinking as an Oscar voter? Do you think uh, when you're checking off the you know we can kind of bump down to the you know we can kind of concurrently talk about that the best director right because like is 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 Spielberg a guy where you even think like, Oh, we're going to give him like this capstone achievement, this like lifetime. Well, he's already one,
1: like two, one, two,
0: and he's oh, yeah. probably going to win another one. Like he's yeah. like going to keep making fucking movies. He I don't didn't know, need like, it
1: at all. Like it was unnecessary. And, uh, it it does no favors for for the awards like for people actually tuning in to the Oscars like people are going to actually tune in to see everything everywhere all at once
0: wins so and the, the daniels are both like 30 right like Yeah. super young dudes right yeah. i mean like i don't know i always wonder about that because th- there's a similar dynamic in the nba where in in basketball and football too actually where they'll give the mvp to a guy who's maybe a, has a good season but is maybe a little bit past his prime and um They'll do it as almost like a um, as a as a as a nod to his career, right? Yeah. But then right. what happens is that guy probably should have won it a few years ago when they gave it to another guy who was old back then. Yeah. And like you know, and then you're constantly basically playing catch up, right? Yeah. And isn't that kind of a thing too in the Oscars where it's totally. always like. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you, like, was Jamie Lee Curtis really the best supporting actress or is this like a, an opportunity to have Jamie Lee Curtis, you right. know, the like face example. of Hollywood? And you could also, on, on, on. you could
1: also apply that to Michelle Yeoh too, who'd done a lifetime of amazing performances. And so here it is, you know, them finally giving her the the credit. But, uh, I, I think it's, you know, at least in that case, it's a, uh, a worth, a worthy one.
0: Yeah, going down the line a little bit, what's the other what's the other one we didn't talk about? Women talking. So yeah. I didn't see that. Which so did win really
1: adapted screenplay, so that's cool. Um, which it's it's them. it's very good. I mean, it's just like its title. It's you know, it's two straight hours of people talking, but uh, right. you know, it's it's a good movie though.
0: Yeah, I think with those movies people need to understand like like there should be a a, a sign when you walk into movies like that saying like this is adapted from a play. Mm-hmm. And in plays, like you know, obviously in, in stage plays, there's a limited number. Usually, I mean, there's obviously um, play. There's plenty of work that 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 uh, defies this, but usually it's like set in one or just a handful of places because it's a stage play, and there's yeah. only so many stages that you can move in and out. And um, I think people there's like that concept of audience anxiety where you walk into a movie, you don't know what it is, and then it's like an hour and a half in, and you're like fuck man we're still sitting here in this attic (laughs) in this barn yeah (laughs) it's like what are they gonna do what are they gonna do something and it's like dumbass it said women talking what did you think it was gonna be yeah exactly so but i i I almost feel like there should be like a little caveat or not caveat but like a little disclaimer maybe um yeah i don't know i want to see that movie i just haven't seen it yet can we talk a little bit about that idea though about like Wanting to see some of this shit and not being able to. Yeah. Um, the one that I really want to bring up, and I'm probably gonna talk about it on my podcast, Why Are We Like This, uh, which is available everywhere podcasts are sold. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I want to talk about is um All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Mm, yeah. I heard great things about this documentary, but I had to really be like tuned into specific like channels of content or whatever for to, to hear anything about it yeah. at all. It, as far as I can tell, wasn't even available to watch at all. Not even to pay up until maybe like a week or so before the Oscars. Yeah. Um, maybe it was somewhere obscure. I don't know. But this is an HBO Max production. Like this should end up. Not, it's not an HBO Max production, but it was acquired by HBO or Warner. It should end up either. Uh, You know, it, it should actually have ended neon. up. On,
1: uh, now that I think about it, because I actually have a, a screener box of neon screeners. And so it's
0: in there. But uh, yeah. Yeah and did you end up watching that or no no
1: i i have done really bad on That's documentaries we were on year. such a
0: documentary kick a couple of years ago yeah this year you... i did
1: terrible i didn't watch any yeah. of the five nominated ones um Shit. i don't know None i feel... of, you didn't even watch Navalny. that was like shoved down our throat no no uh if anything i felt like fire of love was the one that was shoved down our throat but uh, i i feel like i feel like tv <clears throat> has swallowed up documentaries lately into these like you know limited series documentaries and uh
0: yeah, that's true.
1: You know, so it's but like you know what? Them... It's the lower
0: quality stuff. Honestly, that's yeah. one area where I will shit on TV over movie is like everything is a blonde girl was killed. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like and that's nine episodes yeah. on Netflix mm-hmm. or thirteen yeah. episodes on fucking Hulu or whatever. And of of and then yeah, I, I'm I'm I think a lot of trash is finding its way to the streamers where. Like for instance, not to say I don't like trash. The mm-hmm. the the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary, yeah, like that could have been just like a, a short, obviously. Yeah. And it was like a six episode or five episode thing about they can't racist, help themselves, right? Abercrombie and Fitch being racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like okay, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I thought I think Navalny is uh is propaganda. It's mm. like Western propaganda to continue the support for um uh to, for you know military intervention in ukraine and russia it's to remind us that that putin's such a bad guy he which he is but like you know it's 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 to push it's to manufacture the consent of spending billions of dollars on aid i i thought maybe you could weigh in a little more but i, I would have assumed you saw that but i guess you
1: did I, so. I i really feel like i'm back on bird road now now that you're talking about putin and
0: <laughs> ukraine and but all the bloody all the beauty and the bloodshed, I don't want to get too into what that is, because I also I haven't seen that one because again, fucking impossible to find. Um, but it was done by it was made by Laura Poitras, Laura who um people will remember was the name of the person who did actually most of the real work on the uh the very um the Edward Snowden story that you know where her and Glenn Greenwald traveled to um to Beijing, I believe or Hong Kong, I forget which city. but they worked hand in hand with uh, with Edward Snowden to break that that very significant story and I think it was in 2010 or 11. And um, so Laura Portress is a very well respected documentarian. I find it funny. I look for patterns, Dave. Mm. Documentary that I really liked that I wanted to see was a uh, a, a series called Crime of the Century that was done by um, jigsaw uh, which jigsaw is if you guys forget jigsaw productions <clears throat> jigsaw is the company that is um that is that did like uh, going clear they did totally under control which you really loved yeah. i remember that was like one of yours uh that you really liked and they did this series that was a that was called um crime of the century which was about the sacklers and dave do you know who the sacklers are no uh-uh. Okay, so the Sacklers were the biggest beneficiaries. The the, the family, um, the sort of legacy pharma family that were the biggest beneficiaries of the opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. They're the people who had their names basically uh, uh, jackhammered off of the buildings that they had paid to you know sponsor you know different wings in museums and stuff. They had to take their names down because they're such persona non grata. These are people who were directly responsible and made money off of. willingly and knowingly made money off of just one of the worst epidemics in the history of of this country that killed millions and millions of people, destroyed countless lives. So they did a really great documentary about that Jigsaw Productions did. Um, And it's sort of like for a really long time, it it, it got zero promotion and kind of like disappeared. It Mm -hmm. was one of those can't find it, you know, not, not even for pay, not even for, you know, on demand and not only was it not on HBO, by the way, fucking HBO production. I think it was in like 2019. Yeah. Immediately pulled off to the service before people were talking about things getting pulled off right. the service. Right. Yeah. And I think it I think it just went back up cuz out of curiosity I looked it up recently and I found it, but um for a long time it was unfindable. Same fucking thing here, man. All the beauty in the uh all the all the beauty in the blood or uh, what is it called? All the beauty in the bloodshed. Yeah. It's, you couldn't find it. It's supposed to be an HBO Max release, my my understanding at least. I might have that wrong. Maybe it's Hulu. I don't know. But you know how they're all kind of intermingled these days. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can't find it, and it deals with the same thing. It deals with the Sackler family. It hmm. deals with the opioid crisis. It deals with you know the responsible parties for this horrible thing, and. Um, it would be one thing if it was like the Koch brothers or if it was like one of the two or George Soros or I don't know, whatever political boogeyman we always talk about yeah, and and even like kind of joke about, but like the fact that it's the Sacklers and they are still in, no, they're not in prison or anything like that. They're, they're shamed, but they still have ownership and lots of, you know, their fingers are still out there. Um, nobody went to prison or anything like that. Uh, and I just wonder about that shit, man.
1: I feel like we were getting a lot of
0: movies about uh, the opioid epidemic like two years ago, and then they just kind of stopped making them. They kind of stopped making them, right? And it's still just as bad. I mean, you could make the same thing. You could make the same stories. But it's, it's, it's weird how things that touch that family kind of like they don't really get the play that i think that they should get and mm-hmm. i i can't help but with my conspiracy mind think that like you know that there's something behind that that there's a quiet you know what they say a back burner right there's a back burner under somebody's ass to like you know and you know put that out but like put it out on a friday after 6 p.m or something like that when nobody's paying attention yeah i don't know but whatever going back out of my conspiracy bullshit like is that a thing where people complain about not being able to see these movies like on the in in, in the in the world of movies like of if you're not a critic if you're not you getting fucking screeners or the,
1: there are so many of these movies that i'm not even sure if they're available yet um it, it's <laughs> absolutely the case and a lot of the times my my brain's also kind of warped because you know we have the end of the year screener season where i get screeners or get invited to uh you know special screenings of these movies and so Once, once I see them and comment on them and, you know, maybe record an episode on them at that point, I have no clue and it's really hard to keep track. And yeah, there's some of these movies coming out into March or, you know, and it drives me nuts. And a lot of these, uh, a lot of these films, like the, the release dates, that's a whole nother conversation that like, I, I complain about all the time over on piecing it together, like you know if you go into your letterbox and like sort the movies you've watched by you know only 2023 movies uh something like megan might not show up uh be- because it <laughs> because played it really at on, like at one festival yeah or, or,
0: or yeah it was in a festival yeah it in played at
1: one festival in october or something and so it doesn't count as a 2023 movie like the release dates are just all over the place at this point and uh yeah, it's 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 really confusing and and the the scattered releases just make it all the all the harder. And yeah, I mean, a lot of these things, nobody really knows where to watch them. They're all mixed up.
0: Any best actor? Um Brendan Fraser obviously ended up winning great for Brendan Fraser. I think yeah. you and I had quietly we were like we were we were exchanging as always, I mean it wasn't just limited to this year, but we we're always exchanging um messages of admiration about Colin Farrell. So of I think course. we both maybe wanted him to win but it's I mean I'm not going to complain that Brendan Fraser won any hot takes from the best actor category anything that you like were thinking of I know people were talking about Austin Butler a lot I don't know anything about this guy again I haven't seen Elvis
1: yeah I mean he's great in it and I think he was the other contender that like if it wasn't Brendan Fraser it was going to be Austin Butler Um, I mean a lot of you know another A24 film after Sun, A lot of people were really excited about Paul Mescal. I didn't really connect with that movie that much. I really like Bill Nye and living that, that was a great mm. one. And, uh, that, that could have been like, we talked about like the, you know, the older person who they finally give an award to that could have snuck in. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it went to Brendan Fraser, even though, as we, you know, talk about, cancel culture and all that shit like there's gonna be so many people angry about the guy in the fat suit wearing winning the award um that i'm seeing that know, constantly on my
0: feed it. you're you and you're tuned into some weird spaces like or i don't think that a lot of the cancel culture stuff that you predict or that you tell that you reflect you tell me about like oh now people are angry about this i'm like are they you made and, me get on twitter by the way are... you made me get was on that? twitter
1: i was never on twitter before and you were like no dave you got to join
0: twitter and and that's where I see it. It's constant. I, it, yeah, maybe. And you know what? It's so meaningless. Like, it, we used to have this rule of like the thousand person rule when I was a reporter at the Miami Herald. Before that, when I was a clerk at the Miami Herald, and people would, I would answer the phones, people would call up. And, um, we, we kind of joked about it being, like, kind of facetious. It was, it was bullshit. But it was, like, if three people call complaining about something in the paper, we are, like, we have to pretend it's 3,000 people. Right. And and uh, and it's, like, sometimes it's true because, like, only, like, one in a 1,000 people are going to pick up the phone and complain. Like, yeah. Uh, so, okay, sure. I think that that's, there's a lot of that going on on Twitter, dude. I think way yeah. more people are uh, – uh, uh, of that, like – That crowd, that like tender snowflake crowd that you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. I would think that the sentiment would be more of the whole Brendan Fraser project in The Whale would be more positive. It land more on the positive side because of his sort of outspoken confrontation and refusal to participate with the Golden Globes, right? Like if you're SJW guy... And you're and I tell you, like, here's a guy who won an Oscar and he wore a fat suit doing it. Oh, appropriation. Yeah, but he also fought back against systematic um, you know, uh allegations of 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 rape and sexual impropriety at a powerful institution. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's probably more important than that and drew attention so. to that,
1: you know. I, I hope mean, you're I, right. I and and it does right. seem like most people who actually watched the movie like, you know, love it and love him, yeah. you know. So I, I I hope you're right.
0: Um so, uh, you know, I want to talk about After Sun just in terms of like, I, <laughs> there's a category of movies and I want you to try to make your case for why I should change my behavior. There's a category of movies here that, I, that I'm looking at, which are, um, and I broke my rule, I'll explain it in a second. But like, I, I have a rule where it's like, I'm looking at a movie trailer and I just know it's going to break me and devastate me yeah. and after sun was one of those so i don't watch it eo is another movie i oh. really want to watch yeah. but i'm sure it's gonna crush me mm-hmm. and like cut me in half i can't do it uh i acquiesced and watched marcel the shell last night with You're my daughter blubbering the shell mess. With <laughs> i was a blubbering mess my daughter was crying i'm like i mean just thinking about it makes me want to cry And it was so beautiful, by the way. Like, did that win anything? No, that didn't win. It was up for best
1: uh, animated film, but no, it didn't win. Um, but what else? It won everybody's hearts, though.
0: So, it won my heart, definitely won my heart. I don't want that, though. Mm. I don't want that, you know, like the old, I think you sleep, thing. I don't want that. I'm scared of how much I need wine. (laughs) I need wine all the time. I'm afraid (laughs) and popcorn. Um, but. Like, tell, make the case for why I should give these kind of movies a shot, Dave, in this year of 2023 where everything is so fucking horrible and feels terrible. I,
1: you know, I don't, I can't make you want to watch that. Like, I, I think you should already want to watch that because you want to watch something. If you were, that's t- make if you I, if you were Tom Cruise, fun. you'd be making the case. You would
0: yeah. be saying, you'd be doing the movie magic thing and you'd yeah. be like making the case more eloquently. Than I this.
1: think as long as you're going to the movie theater to watch it and cry with strangers, then it's, you know, you should, you should be doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's what he was. Um, I haven't heard any of these original songs. What's 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 like? Oh I yeah, don't I, I don't know. I, I the, the I,
1: only I, one is the Lady Gaga one. That's like the only one that I like really. really I, I hear that song all the time, and it's it's a great song. Um, also, RRR. Which one? I mean, that was awesome. So. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what that song is. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I yeah. didn't. I didn't know. The other ones uh, are, are nothing. Even the everything are, were all at once song, I didn't really care for that much.
0: Yeah, no, I don't even remember a song that 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 song. Like, it didn't stick out to me. Like the 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 original songs, like original songs don't stick out anymore. No, like, they I really don't, don't. It's very they're rare, really unless
1: really Lady Gaga it. made it. That's the only time it does.
0: So, there's a lot of a lot of the original songs are sort of like they're not integrated into the movie. They're just closing credit songs. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, like the RRR one was integrated, which is like and and fantastically integrated. It's so great um a score my category yeah yeah we were we're, we're, okay so what one all quiet on the western front Front a good score like was it like
1: it was kind of like the batman it was a great theme the rest of the score eh, i don't know i i don't know if it really deserves i was rooting for babylon uh, which that score is just incredible, and I can I could put that on and listen to it all the time, like any album that I would listen to. Um, huh. It's so good. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin is also a great score. Uh, yeah. I I didn't I didn't love the everything. Everywhere All at Once score, and I also didn't love the Fableman score. So, uh, really, it would be between those first three. Um, all quite on the Western yeah. Fronts, a memorable score though. I will say that, like that main theme is memorable.
0: Um, what about, again, continuing the dominance of, of, um, of everything, everywhere, all at once when we look at the best, uh, actress category, Michelle Yeoh, yeah. who's just been so much fun to watch forever. I think that she like did a great job, like switching between those characters and kind of, um, I mean, she went from a character, she went from characters who were like, you know, first generation immigrant, you know, not like with not a great mastery of, of the language to you know putting on perfect you know diction and then to you know going back and forth in different languages and these different characters that have different experiences in their lives and and you know one a refined rich film actress her, herself like a real like michelle yo like an actual michelle yo person yeah I, I don't know like it, it, is there a case to make for any of these other the only other one that i saw was kate blanchett who was incredible but i just like michelle yo more yeah and um I don't
1: know. I I mean I would have leaned Kate Blanchett but I think they're both equally deserving, you know. Um the only one I didn't like was Michelle Williams in The Fabelmans but it's a very like thankless role. I mean she's a very annoying character so uh right. you know uh, Andrea Riseboro is good. A
0: villain, right? she, What's it? She kind of she kind of ends up being like a bit of a villain, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Spielberg's mom is uh she's she's a lot to handle but um I loved Anne the in Blonde.
0: Of- thrown to the category of like shit that looks so devastating to watch blonde oh god yeah it, it is like absolutely so
1: painful And people hate that movie. Now that one is not just a Twitter thing. That is like the world, and people are like really mad that she was even nominated to begin with because the whole movie just like absolutely shits on Marilyn Monroe a lot. And you know, it's like she's dead and can't you know defend herself or anything. But but that's not the point of the movie. The the point of the movie is just how awful this system is that like uses up these people and. that's the story that the director wanted to tell. And that's the story Anna D'Armis wanted to tell. And uh, it's incredible. It's a really great movie, but um, yeah, people just, they really wanted a Marilyn Monroe biopic that was like all sweet and beautiful and whatever. And it's not that movie at all.
0: Yeah. I think it goes into like, there's larger patterns there too, where like a person like her, like Marilyn Monroe, was just fucked over so hard, in yeah. Life. And then it's like it's almost like in trying to do that story justice, you fuck her over even more, yeah, yeah. by reliv- reliving it or whatever. It, it's it's like, also
1: like a fictional story, like it could have just been like a made up actress, but they chose this on purpose to like kind of nail home the point. They chose a real actress, uh, but it, it really is trying to tell a fictional story that's supposed to be more of a catch all for many actresses over the years. Um, but that just made people even more mad by actually narrowing in on the character of Marilyn Monroe. So
0: Her co-star, Kee Ke- Ke- Hee uh, Kwan, sorry, Kee Kwan, um, won for best supporting actor, which is like, isn't that a little bit of category fraud? He was kind of a lead, right? But I guess not. I mean, like
1: Yeah, I suppose. Cool. Um, I don't know. That fine. It's, it's great a that tough one. one. Yeah, it's great, it's that, great that
0: he one. won. Awesome. Um, I heard the story. I heard the story about him, in the gap between finishing this movie and going on promotion for this movie, he needed literally any other job yeah. to keep his health insurance. going, yeah. And he couldn't find one. He couldn't find That's anything.
1: Unbelievable. It's, it's sad. It's terrible, but uh, <laughs> hopefully now he's, he's doing all right. Yeah,
0: don't be, I don't think it'll be the, Um I think the only other person that you and I would probably want to call out here, obviously we're huge. Brian Tyree Henry fans. I yeah. didn't see that movie Causeway. I don't think anybody else did. I watched but, it the um, day before the Oscars. He's very good. Um, Barry Keegan, Keegan, Keegan. Mm-hmm. It's Keegan, right? Keegan. Yeah he, he yeah, he was he was great. He's, I, I think I love that's the him other so person much. that you and I wanted to like kind of call out a little bit because he was so much fun. He'll the win an Oscar one of these it? days, I'm sure. He's he's so the famous good. line is what? Uh, well, there goes that dream. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's so good. He's so good. Uh, Brendan Gleason was in that category too. I hated blending Brendan Gleason's character in that role, so and he, that means it was effective. He yeah. was doing it right. Yeah, you know, he was doing he was doing good um so cool (laughs) That it's a good fucking good good category I'm looking through and I mean I don't know I didn't see Judd Hirsch and I I I know Brian Tyree Henry but I don't I didn't like you know
1: Judd Hirsch is like the the perfect Oscar supporting actor role like it's like where he just shows up in a Spielberg movie and just you know kills it for two minutes and then he's gone so
0: yeah you know who's missing in this though Mm -hmm. Justin Long oh yeah hell yeah come on man Why was he not in there? For uh fuck, was the name of that movie? Barbarian, Sawbones. Barbarian, yeah. Sawbones. <laughs> they should have
1: movie Sawbones. Scary old lady.
0: Um, what else can we talk about? Um, best supporting uh,
1: actress in Angela Bassett's face when she lost. She looked so mad. Really? Yeah. Has she ever won before? No, no, she hasn't. And she deserves to win one of these days. But, I mean, did it need to be for Black Panther? She's still Wakanda got a lot of forever? career left.
0: She's she's entering her, like, her, like, grand dom period now, right? Like, where she's, like, this incredibly well-respected. Like, I mean, come on. Who's going to not cast? There was, <laughs> there was a, a, a a famous, I think I'm paraphrasing this quote. um, And it might be apocryphal. I don't know. Fact check me if you want. But. I think it was, like, Monique who said a long time ago that, um, well, for black women, there's, like, five roles a year total. And one of them is going to go to Angela Bassett. And so, that like, you know, there's nothing else. You can do. She's going to have plenty of opportunities to yeah. be in better movies than Wakanda Forever, which was, I'm sorry, it was a yeah. bad movie. But good good not- for
1: her, though, for, for uh, being the first uh, Oscar-nominated performance from a Marvel movie, which is... Uh, <laughs> you
0: know you know what you could do way worse yeah like there's been no shortage of incredible actors to go into the mcu and um none of them are better than her so there you go great you know like uh fucking remember anthony hopkins was thor's dad (laughs) (laughs) fucking odin like (laughs) so weird so many weird like like just going to people like what what's the do put a give me a dollar amount that it would take to get Daniel Day Lewis yeah. into <laughs> Spider-Man. I I oh God I can't even imagine.
1: Oh uh, I'd be so okay. sad. I think most people uh thought Stephanie Shu should have won over Jamie Lee Curtis since both from the same movie. Um really? yeah, I think that was kind of the, the general consensus. But uh of course back to banshees i would would have wanted carrie condon to take this category so
0: carrie condon was good but i almost feel like she was it was a little thankless i thought what i mean and she made an incredible part out of it but it felt like she was having to play she was in this very familiar territory of having to play off of like two assholes yeah you know two asshole men she's or three asshole men i guess if you count very yeah, through all
1: three of them. Yeah, I mean, she's just so exasperated <laughs> by them,
0: fending it. off these idiots at yeah. every turn, and I love trying her. to keep the peace. She was so great. Good. She was great. I just, I just, I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was better. And Hung Shao um, was very
1: good in the whale, uh, but she was actually better in the menu last year, which wasn't up for anything. I really liked the menu, but yeah. it
0: didn't get nominated for anything. I don't think it was. It didn't have the level of subtlety that I yeah. think the Oscars require. Yeah. Like it has to things things have to be nuanced. Mm-hmm. There has to be something under there it can't just be literally a, a dinner where you're cutting up rich people and eating them or yeah. whatever. You know, it can't it, it can't be that obvious. Yes. Um best animated feature and in that world I did not see that much. I think that Marcel, I, I mean I saw like some previews and like breakdowns of that Pin- Pinocchio movie. It's I didn't so it's it so good and so deserving. It didn't strike me,
1: I guess. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I was surprised by how much I loved it. It's great. Uh, and also surprising is that Puss in Boots, The Last Wish was actually really good too. Um, That's what
0: I've heard. I've yeah. heard people saying that there's, there's, the, 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 the take I heard is like, there's no excuse for the third part of some <laughs> random fucking anime to be this good, which is which, a third part
1: of a spinoff from shrek
0: (laughs) so yeah it's
1: it's very weird but uh but yeah it it turned out amazing i also love turning red i think it's one of the best pixar movies in a few years so um that was
0: great oh you're always so funny i mean like um i watched that with my daughter and there was a i've told you about this my daughters and you've seen movies with her before you you know that she has like a low threshold for um embarrassment Mm, yeah like she has what do you call that secondhand embarrassment where the character is embarrassed it stresses her out, and she yeah. has to run away, and she can't watch it. Uh, and That happened with Turning Red. Nice. Um, and also, she's a little young for some of the subject matter in Turning yeah. Red. Like some of the specific biological subject matter that yeah. they talk about, that that they're alluding to. Um, so she, she was a little confused and also a little embarrassed by it. Not quite the right – not quite the right um, – what year did Bob's Burgers come out? Did that come out last year?
1: Yeah, it was – I think so. When I, when I visited you you and we recorded an episode with her, yeah, I think that was last year.
0: Yeah. So that should have been there instead of, I don't know, sea beast. Yeah. Nobody saw the sea beast. I don't know why that's in this. (laughs) Bob's burgers was a fucking great movie. It was a very funny movie. Yeah. It was good. (laughs) Um, and then what else do we have documentary? We talked about a little bit, live action short. I I, I I haven't seen any of the
1: shorts. So yeah,
0: getting down to the stuff that we haven't really seen or, or, or whatever. Um, Original screenplay, everything everywhere all at once. I think that was a surprise, right? People thought that that, that it was going to maybe go to, like, TAR. They were going to try to mix it up a little bit more, right?
1: Yeah, that or Banshees, which both were uh, empty-handed. So, yeah, it, it really could have gone either way on that. But uh, they decided everything was going to everything everywhere all at once this year. So,
0: um, What did you think about... Now we're getting to the down-the-line stuff that's, like, you know, a little less... Uh, ballyhooed mm-hmm. But I know that Avatar way of water Like sucked up all the oxygen in the world Of visual effects but like I don't know Was, was it better than Top Gun Maverick like what like I don't know what do you think about that
1: Top Gun Maverick should have won cinematography which went to All Quiet on the Western Front it absolutely mm-hmm. should have won and it wasn't even nominated for some stupid reason Oh yeah look at that it's yeah. not even nominated it absolutely... Bardo which I couldn't get more than 30 minutes into Bardo is terrible Um, um and and I and I love just just too, a, but yeah it was yeah, terrible and also movie. Empire of Light was terrible and I love Roger Deakins who doesn't but uh that should not have been nominated either uh, but yeah, that definitely should have gone to Top Gun. But visual effects, I I don't think I've seen anything ever in any medium that looks as good as Avatar: The Way of Water. So yeah, it it, it deserved its win. Um, but that's what happens when you spend eight years and uh, you know, two hundred fifty million dollars just on the effects. So
0: yeah, I mean, like that would be like a real kick in the balls if you that. <laughs> it's a Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which looks like. <laughs> Dog shit. Just like just shit out of some fucking Korean studio. Which by just by the save. way, they, they
1: showed the trailer for the Little Mermaid remake uh in the middle of the Oscars telecast. And like how any movie thinks it can show underwater scenes after Avatar The Way of Water and look as bad as The Little Mermaid looks. I mean, it's just it's, it's like murky, they shot right? it. They shot it, it's murky. They just shot it on a set and added like an effect to make everything a little bit wavy and then made it all murky and like boom. We're underwater, I guess. Like it looks so, so bad.
0: As we get further down these down the line awards, like great job for Sarah Polly that she won for Women Talking. Mm-hmm. Um haven't seen it, heard only good things about it. And yeah. it's for, for best adapted screenplay, best documentary, uh short elephant whispers, best visual effects. We were just talking about Avatar Way of Water. Um curiously absent. I think one of your favorite movies, if not your favorite movie from last year, 3000 years of, um, of longing, right? Yeah. Completely shut up. That what, movie what did there? not. That movie was another Oscar bait kind of movie. Right? It did
1: not do well. That's the thing that, that, that in Babylon are two movies that I love from last year that both seemed like they could have been positioned as big Oscar movies, but neither of them did well. 3000 years of Longing" didn't get a single nomination. Babylon was yeah. only in uh score. Um, yeah i don't know I, I think both of them are uh were hurt by their box office because neither of them did well at the box office so i think they just kind of were like well i guess we could just leave those out
0: well babylon also got um costume design <laughs> okay so it was up for that too <laughs> I right? just i just it jumped out at me i just noticed it yeah uh, yeah i don't know it, okay so let's like put a capstone on this right best sound by the way top gun maverick hell I, yeah i don't even i honestly don't know how you judge the difference between the like i don't know and i'm like a a sound guy i'm into sound i don't know how you do that yeah um best production design how is that different than visual like i don't know like you know all this stuff all quiet on the western front won that top gun maverick won best sound um editing is always the one where they always seem to like kind of make a like a real middle finger because my understanding of editing based on my understanding of editing they always pick the worst edited movie (laughs) um but in this case it was just another one that went to everything everywhere all at once any anything jump out in those like sort of below the lines no like, they all know, kind like, of like, like, went bullshit?
1: as expected i think um editing definitely could have went to top gun maverick but everything everywhere all at once was very showy editing you know with all those like crazy multiverse jumping back and forth like it it was it was a cool experience and so like i think i think it's it's worthwhile there um but yeah i mean costume design went to wakanda forever um it really could have went to any of those movies that it was uh, that were nominated Babylon, Elvis, everything. And uh, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) Interesting with makeup. I I didn't even realize this. I kind of want to watch like a behind the scenes thing, the whale one. And like, I I already talked about people getting, you know, offended by uh, Mm -hmm. the fat suit, but apparently like a good portion of the fat body was cgi and it was just super seamless and uh so he, oh, wasn't, wow. he wasn't even in a fat suit and all those scenes. from what i've
0: seen of that movie none of it looks like cgi right so yeah like so that's, that's surprising to hear that's
1: very interesting i kind of want to watch like a little featurette or whatever
0: what are, what did they miss dave like what what like as we as we like finish this shit up what what's what's something that like what did they get wrong how how are they going? How are they going to fix this shit? Yeah. How are they going to make like people more interested in this shit? That's the question.
1: I I think honestly they did fix it uh, by by listening to people and giving everything everywhere at once a whole lot of awards and Brendan Fraser. Like I think they did what they need to do. Um, uh-huh. And even if I don't necessarily agree with every single one of the wins, like I, I think that they they did like a very populist thing that hopefully will get ratings up hopefully get people excited about the future of the oscars because this is what people always say they want they want the movie with heart to win all these things and it not to just be some old stuffy white guy movie you know so they did it and uh yeah there were no directors uh that were women nominated that was like the one (laughs) no problem and uh, i don't know about jimmy kimmel as a host what people think about him uh he had some funny lines but Otherwise, it wasn't the most exciting show, I guess. But uh, the awards were where it's at, and I think they did a really good job this year.
0: So, Dave, where, where should people go? Let's let's wrap this up. Again, I have my own podcast, you guys. Yeah, you should be you listening do. to it. It's why are we like this?
1: Maybe um, I'll end up on that podcast one of these days, since it didn't happen one today. Day.
0: I mean, I tried to invite you today, but.
1: Yeah, uh, today up on piecing it together is uh, an episode on Creed three with the CEO of movie pass I happen to get as a Ooh. guest on my podcast. So it's a really fun conversation. You know, he brought a lot of great puzzle pieces for Creed. And then we also talk about this resurgence of movie pass that they're trying to uh, do and about the cinematic experience. And uh, it's a fun conversation.
0: Okay. And um, who knows? Like maybe we'll have some special episodes on Bird Road again in the future. What would you want to talk about? How would you repurpose or reimagine Bird Road for 2023? Like, what would you make it? What would you turn it into? Just me and you hanging out, (laughs) them boys. Look at them (laughs) boys.